0: left the fridge open. Welcome to another edition of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. I am your host Jordan. I will be joined shortly with my co-host Matthew. On today's episode we have Criminal of the Week. Matt will be taking that over. He's been doing such a good job. I let him stick with it. We will be clearing up any fallacies from past episodes as well as set the parameters for our Teddy Bridgewater versus Kirk Cousins bet. Matt also has future bets that we will be discussing. Trivia today will include the close friend of the show, regarding NHL and PGA, hopefully I don't botch it, followed by Cleary's comments, and for our Olympics today, we will be doing the Olympics of gambling games. Without further ado, let's get it on. Alright, I want to welcome on my co-host Matt. Matt, wellness check, how are you? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, give me an update, go. All shit. Okay, why is that? Not a good day for the old Mattster, But overall, are you thriving? I'm living. Okay, Matt is living. I want all of you to do a wellness check on your friends this week. It's a good time to do
1: it, see how they're doing. Matt, you ready for criminal of the week? The criminals were busy this week. Were they? Gerald Wilkins, Dominique Wilkins' brother, actually played in the league for 13 years. I had no idea he existed. What he was arrested for three different times in the last two weeks, was starting on May 31st, forced his way into a woman's home, and pushed her into a wall because she wouldn't let him use her
0: phone. I'm going to stop you there. So he forced his way into a woman's home. Is that also
1: known as breaking and entering, or...? Uh, I think he was uh, aggravated assault. Okay. And some... And then he was arrested again for locking himself inside his girlfriend's room for two hours, charging or causing a standoff with the police. So, in a matter of like four days, he's arrested twice and they let him go both times. Then, everything comes to a head. Last Tuesday, he is arrested for threatening a man with a screwdriver. And then walked into the victim's store. I'm going to say that's an ineffective weapon, but keep going. Started yelling. And then he allegedly hit the man with random items around the store. Ineffective weapons. Keep going. And there was one part that really got to me. It involved urine. Okay, here it is. Nice. The second offense, when he locked himself in his girlfriend's room or apartment or something, he was throwing things underneath, or, like, squirting liquids underneath the door, and what he used to try to light a fire was rubbing alcohol, bleach, soap, Epsom salt, water, and urine. Well, it might work if your urine is full of
0: booze after a night of heavy drinking, but... I don't know, there's a lot of ingredients in that
1: concoction. was he trying to go for like an explosion type or was he just trying to start a fire? I have honestly no idea like it was the fact that they let him out after the second time So so
0: between the first
1: and the second time was four days between may 31st and last Tuesday which was like the 10th so like I think it was like less than two weeks he was arrested three times.
0: Wow this guy is having a hell of a two weeks I don't I can't think of a two week span ride. Went through something similar. That's pretty
1: fucking nuts. I mean, poor guy. The next one I have, it's it's kind of a minor thing, but it's so Samantha Breaksick, otherwise known as Aaron Judge's girlfriend, got pulled over in Arizona oh. and tried to use Aaron Judge's name to get her out of it. Turns out she was just shit hammered, and was charged with get this, it's a thing in Arizona, extreme DUI. Well, I mean, if you're going to do anything, you should do it to the extreme. I'm not promoting DUIs. It's like a child's way of saying something. Extreme DUI. It's like, what's next after that? Like, super DUI? It's like those guys in Harold and Kumar who are always like, extreme! <laughs> and they just, like, throw a canoe across the fucking gas station. And they paraglide into a bobcat? Yeah,
0: stuff like that. I mean, I guess if you're going to, you know, do it, go extreme... Um, but that, if you're wasted drunk and you're trying to just use that as an excuse, I could see how you might trick your mind into thinking that would work. I mean, unless you're in the Bronx, I don't think
1: a cop's going to fall for it, so. Uh, the last one I have for this week was Tyler Judson from Tulane Football was arrested for punching a woman in the face at a Waffle House in Louisiana. I don't know if you've heard the Waffle House story that was going around the internet a couple weeks ago. But it is outrageous. So to fill the listeners in, I think Jordan knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, the guy goes to Waffle House, which is equivalent in the Midwest to like a Perkins. Perkins, Denny's. And the guy was getting his eggs wrong, and so he ended up throwing the eggs at the cook because the cook just kept messing them up on purpose. They get into a fight, and apparently, according to this guy's girlfriend, he kept wanting to go back to the same Waffle House just to get in a fist fight with this cook. And it happened like five or six times. So what you're trying to say is in American society, waffle
0: houses are synonymous with fist fights. Whether, doesn't matter what gender
1: that no. you are, you're going to get smacked in the face one way or another at a waffle house. I mean, it's, yeah, it's ding, ding, ding. Let's get ready to rumble if you go to a waffle house. Yeah, I mean, fists up. Is this Tyler Judson? Is he currently a Tulane football player? Um, I'm not even sure if he's on the team anymore. He's definitely NFL ready if he's already punching women in public.
0: Yeah, maybe the Ravens will pick him up, or what do you think would be a good fit for him?
1: The Giants. The Giants this year are the new, like, Raiders, Bengals that were getting, like, arrested all the time. The Giants, DeAndre Baker had the little snafu we talked about in week one, Mm -hmm. and then yesterday or today their kicker, Uh, something roses got arrested for going 120 miles per hour t-boning a car and then doing what every other red-blooded american would do get back in his car and just leave the scene of an accident didn't make it very far turns out when you hit something going 120 miles per hour your car doesn't go very far the old hit and run yeah didn't
0: run very far though
1: Pretty crazy week for criminals, so I'm hoping they keep it up.
0: Yeah, the jails must have been busy. Shout out to all the uh, law enforcement out there who were taking these crazy sons of bitches down. Uh, Matt, are you ready to get into some
1: fallacies from past episodes? Yeah, let's hear it. We say some pretty dumb stuff.
0: So I just wanted to take a moment on this episode to clear up any fallacies we may have said in the past episodes. Um, We try to... Keep it flowing as much as possible, but sometimes we say some stupid shit. So I just wanted to clear them up. The first one was the naming of the podcast. Now, in an episode, Matt claims that I demanded that's what we named the podcast. When in reality, I was just throwing ideas out there. And Matt was very fond of that one. And that's what we decided to go with. That's fair. To, to be... Honest with you guys, Matt's suggestion was Big Wagon, and although it's a great name, I just didn't think it was as marketable, uh, just a little vague, but Big Wagon would have been a hilarious name. We had a good, pretty good brainstorming session that afternoon. We knew it was going to be a fun podcast from the start. Um, in episode two, the interview with Dev, I simply asked for a suggestion of what we should do on the podcast, and Dev says... Wow, that's a loaded question. When in reality, it wasn't a loaded question. It was just a very in-depth
1: question. Like I said, I think Dev went and listened to like five interviews and like took some sayings from them and then he would just huck those sayings sayings out there if he didn't know what to say. Yeah, just like that's your
0: classic interview response of, oh, it's a loaded question. So on Dev's behalf, I just wanted to clear that up. And then, in last episode, or excuse me, episode 3, during the MLB update, I said the League and the Players Association were $96 million apart, when in reality they were $960 million apart, just a shade under $1 billion. So, I do apologize, I had it in my notes, I just misread that, so sorry about that. That's our fallacies, if we have any more, be sure to keep us honest and let us know. Let's get to the Teddy Bridgewater
1: and Kirk Cousins bet, Matt. So, I think coming back to it, it should be who has the... I was either thinking passer rating or most yards. Or passer ratings, yards, and touchdowns. And you have to win two out of three.
0: Okay, to quickly preface this for all of our listeners, last week Matt and I were talking about the Delvin Cook news of him possibly holding out if he doesn't get his number. We had some in-depth reaction, or at least I did. And it kind of spun into Matt calling Kirk Cousins a piece of shit. And I said, well, you have Teddy Bridgewater, who obviously used to play for the Vikings at one point in his career. So we decided we need to do a little bet. I was thinking, because you try to make it Panthers versus Vikings bet, do you realize that?
1: Yeah, and I'm fine with that. I'll stick to my word if you want to do it.
0: You think the Panthers are going to win more games than the Vikings? Yep. Yep. Okay, we can do that bet on the side. Let's not bore our listeners with such an obvious bet there. So for the Teddy Bridgewater and Kirk Cousins bet, I say we do pass yards. And then what was your other suggestions? Either TDs or QBR. How about we do like pass yards and their touchdown to interception ratio. I'm forgetting how ratios work, right, at this very moment. <laughs> but I, I don't know, like... Should we just do more touchdowns and pass yards? Yes. Okay. So that's it. What are, what are we wagering here? Are we gonna do something or are we just gonna bet cash?
1: To throw a fifty burger down on it and set it and forget it?
0: Alright. First ever No Brains No Headache podcast. Wager between the hosts. We have Teddy Bridgewater versus Kirk Cousins. Matt has Teddy, I have Kirk. For fifty dollars. We're doing pass yards and touchdowns, but what if they
1: split for some reason? Then tiebreakers, QBR.
0: Tiebreakers, QBR. You heard it here first. The bet is settled, Matt. I just want to say best of luck with Teddy Checkdown, as I like to call him. When you're screaming at the TV and you want to consult and just vent a little bit, I will gladly be all ears for you. At least you didn't have to watch Christian Ponder play, so I would never imagine that nightmare ever. Again. I mean, the
1: Vikings are on just a string of very average quarterbacks, and Teddy's probably the best one they've had in the last 15 years.
0: I strongly disagree. Kirk Cousins is, like, the best of the average quarterbacks, so... it's like That's not a good thing to be. I don't know, Matt. You had, like, Cam Newton, who had, like, one good season, and then... it's like
1: a four-time Pro Bowler.
0: Yeah, well, anybody can make the Pro Besides Bowl. Besides being games. a
1: psychopath, Kirk Cousin, is true.
0: Anybody can make the Pro yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I mean, if, Mitch... If you want to talk about accolades, we'll do all pro selections.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the Pro Bowl, like, so many people opt out of it that, like, Mitch Trubisky was one of the quarterbacks for the NFC one year. Absolutely preposterous right And there. they're having it in Vegas in 2021. That came out today. That's going to be either... People are just not going to want to play in it because they just want to go to Vegas and maybe watch and participate. It's going to be a busy Criminal of the Week <laughs> segment that week. <laughs> With the NFL in Vegas,
0: watch out. Absolutely. Prosti- watch out prostitutes and cocaine dealers. We're gonna the NFL is how... <laughs> coming to town.
1: Yeah, who, who knows how this uh, first uh, Oakland Raiders, Jesus. You mean oh. the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, whatever. Alright, let's get into some of my prop bets I made. I made five of them. I'm all in. Okay. I'm all in on prop bets. The only other bet I made was eSports. eSports are canceled because I accidentally bet on them thinking it was a live soccer game. It was not. It was two, what I'm going to assume, 12-year-olds playing video games and I lost $25. So you're personally canceling eSports? Yep, for everyone.
0: Okay, they're not actually cancelled in the world. You're cancelling them. Yep. Okay. They're dead to me. Sounds good.
1: My first uh, what I did for prop bets was I bet who was gonna win the NCAA football championship. I made two bets at ten bucks apiece. My first one was Notre Dame at plus thirty five hundred. Oh my god, okay. You might as well just
0: give me ten dollars <laughs> if you need to bet on Notre Dame. Hey. Have I mentioned how much I hate Notre Dame?
1: Fuck off! You like
0: Georgia? Go dogs, baby! Go dogs! We'll save this for another day, but I will go off on how. Do you I remember
1: Bakari Rambo that I'd, played for Georgia? I do. Just got arrested today.
0: Where was that in criminal the week, Matt? There was too many criminals this week. Why didn't you say so? I wanted to
1: surprise you. Okay,
0: let's stay on track. Notre Dame plus thirty five hundred to win the national championship. Yep, this year won ten dollars. F- I win
1: three hundred and fifty bucks. okay my next one. My second favorite team in the NCAA, Minnesota. I am all on the PJ Fleck bandwagon. He has done a good job, I will admit. Eight thousand plus eight thousand. So I'm betting ten bucks to win eight hundred dollars. I don't hate those. That's that's a good. I mean, Notre Dame's not a good value at basically anything because they're going to fold like a lawn chair when they have to play Clemson. But Minnesota, I, I like their value. I mean, they have. I think Michigan and, I want to say, Penn State at home, and then they go on the road to Wisconsin, but every other game they should win.
0: Yeah, and Wisconsin likes uh, pissing it down their leg. In games they should win. So.
1: And then my next prop bets, I have three on the NFL MVP. Okay, my I first think th- I know one of these. I'm excited. My first one, Russell Wilson. This was my honest bet. I bet $20 plus 1000 to win 200 Okay, I mean... So, 10-1, to 1, I think that's pretty good odds. He's the right. best quarterback in the league with the little assets he has. Has he won an MVP yet? No, and the thing is, like... Also, I was going to talk to you about the MVP and Heisman. I When will a running back win it again? Because I was going to bet on the Heisman, and I was going to bet Chuba Hubbard. Is there, is there a string of quarterbacks that are winning it? Oh. Yeah, I mean, the last one, I think, was 2011, I want to
0: say... Uh, are you talking about MVP or Heisman?
1: Yeah, I think MVP was 2011, Heisman was 2013. I know Adrian Peterson won one, I don't, I'm
0: not sure if that was 11 though.
1: No, that was uh 2011 was uh Chris no, not Chris Henry. Uh, Chris Johnson. The 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 Titans running back, um Chris Johnson. No. Not Chris Johnson, Derrick Henry. He won the MVP. No, he won the Heisman.
0: Oh, <laughs> I was like, "You got Heisman, you got MVP." I don't know what the fuck you're talking I think about. AD- let's let's stay on track here. Russell Wilson, twenty bucks plus a thousand to win two hundred. All I was gonna say about Russell Wilson before we got madly off track. Russell Wilson is one of those guys from like here on for the next three, four, five years of his career. That's probably a safe bet to just throw like 10, 20 bucks on Russell because he's probably going to be in the conversation every year. And maybe one of these years he'll get some weapons behind him. Maybe one of these years they'll get him some weapons besides a running back who's a tank. But yeah,
1: go on. So my next one, this was, I was surprised. I got Jared Goff at plus 10,000 and I put 20 bucks on him to win $2,000. And I know it's. Just the way he played like last year, but the ability that he has with the tools that he has around him, I think he could win an MVP. And at that value, I just couldn't not bet it. You know what scares me about that,
0: if you don't mind me elaborating? He could get an absolute brutal injury. I mean, he could, and I guess that's not exactly what I was going to say, but if he has to play the 49ers defense twice... And the Cardinals defense, which is on the rise in my opinion, absolutely. And the Seahawks, that's tough. That's the only thing that I can think of right out the gate that would scare me with the golf bet. But the positive side is, who's their running back now with Todd gone? Malcolm Brown,
1: C.J. Henderson. I thought they drafted one, but I can't. We'll get to that later. I'm
0: saying there's yeah, there's an opportunity for him to pass a lot more. So,
1: and here's my last one. This is he's. Probably my favorite player outside of any Carolina Panther going into this year. I bet $20 on Drew Locke from the Denver Broncos to win the MVP at 4500 That's one of those bets right there that
0: logically you should say that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But my brain immediately goes, that is awesome, and I hope he does it.
1: Well, look at who he's got. They drafted Jerry Judy, who's probably the best receiver in this draft. They have Cortland Sutton. Um, Jake Butt is finally healthy. They just kind of got and his Melvin last but yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon as a running back. They have a good offensive line. Philip
0: Lindsay. I know they're running backs, but there's, there's just weapons around
1: him. Yeah, he has weapons galore. I know, like, I have to look up their depth chart, but I know they have depth at receivers. well. I mean, they
0: have a pretty okay quarterback as their general manager,
1: John Elway. Granted, he's just in love with tall quarterbacks who suck.
0: I know, but I mean, if you can at least just learn from him a little bit or just take something away from John Elway, I don't think it would hurt. Alright, let's get to some trivia. I want to welcome Matt's roommate and a good close friend of the show, Brandon Hefner, Hef, welcome to Trivia. Are you ready to get to it? I am so ready. Let's get it going. All right. As negotiated this last Friday night, we will do seven questions regarding the NHL and men's PGA from 2010 on, with the exception of one to two questions that I have. They will get harder as I go. How it works is I will ask the question, write it down on your notepad slash marker board, And we will keep tally. The winner will take home the crown. You guys ready? Yeah, whatever. All right, Matt. Don't sound so enthused. (laughs) Question number one. This expansion team stunned the sports world by reaching the Stanley Cup Finals in their inaugural season, only to lose to the Washington Capitals. I'm locked in, so he's (laughs) locked Reveal, Matt has Vegas Golden Knights. Hef has the Knights. That is... Correct. We're both tied at one correct answer apiece. On to question two. This is golf-related. Phil Mickelson currently holds the U.S. Open record for runner-up finishes with six. In 2013, Phil Mickelson and Jason Day... Tied as runner-ups to which English golfer who won the tournament at one over? 2013 U.S. Open. Matt is locked in. Give Hef a second here. Do you got a guy? Nope. Ian Poulter. Matt has Ian Poulter. That is... Hef has... Nada. Is it Graham McDowell? It is Justin Rose. I didn't know he was Irish. He's English. Yeah, I tried to give you a little. Oh, I thought he was yeah. English golfer. Sorry, I thought I didn't know how to judge that one. Ian
1: Poulter, I don't even think is English. Guards on the table. Okay. It's hard to keep track of where they're yeah. from, to be honest.
0: So after two questions, we're both tied at one correct answer piece. On to question three: Who led the NHL in points during the 2013-2014 season with 104? Who led the NHL in points during the 2013-2014 season with 104? Patrick Kane. Matt has Patrick Kane. You have P. Kane as well. You were both incorrect. 2004. Sidney Crosby. Crosby had it, huh? With, with 104. It was his second time winning it after winning it in 2006 and 2007. After three questions, we are tied at one correct answer apiece, question four. Somewhat of a follow-up from question three, what is the award called that is given to the NHL scoring leader? What is the award called that is given to the NHL scoring leader? Give you guys some time here. I'm locked in. Matt is locked in. Mm-hmm. So of an M? Mark? No. Midget? The word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I'm
1: fucking 5'11". You are not <laughs> 5'11".
0: <laughs> I want to see them. If I'm, I'm sure. trying to give you softballs here. I don't know this one. I don't remember. it was say like the Marks. It. The con Smythe. The con Smythe. I think I wrote down the fucking defenseman. <laughs> Who, Who do drew? you have here now? The mar- dumb marks. Or the mark. You both are incorrect. Not, is it the Vesna? or that's a goalie? <laughs> it is the Art Ross Trophy. Art oh Ross. It started in 1947 with the first winner being Elmer Latch. After four questions, we are tied at one correct answer piece. I hope we don't go to a record. No one knows that kind of like Matt. Not prepared for that. How many different NHL teams have won the Stanley Cup Finals since 2010? Uh, how many different NHL teams have won the Stanley Cup Finals since 2010? February us. <laughs> Both locked in. So Matt has six and Hef has twenty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense! <laughs> I didn't hear the year. What What is the year? I said it twice. How many different NHL teams have won the Stanley Cup finals since 2010? Is that not what I've said? Okay, the Blackhawks are in there three times, so yeah, Matt's probably right. Heff, Matt. (laughs) That is a no-brains, no headache punch. I thought you said two (laughs) thousand. I thought you said two (laughs) thousand. On to question number six. Matt has two correct, Hef has one. The last major golf tourney was the Open Championship held from July 18th to July 21st of 2019. Who won? The last major golf tournament was the Open Championship held from July 18th to July 21st, 2019. Who won? And mind you, both of you wanted me to ask NHL and golf-related questions. So, maybe it's time for a long, hard-looking mirror. Hef is locked in. Matt is locked in. Please reveal. Matt has Rory. I'm GT. Hef has Justin Thomas. You are both. The correct answer is Shane Lowry. He won at 15-under. He is an Irish golfer, and the was held in Northern Ireland.
1: If you so. would have given me 40 answers, I would have not gotten that correct.
0: Well, you guys are the ones who Same. wanted to have golf questions, so I figured the last major tournament that was played due to COVID, I thought maybe you would know. These questions get harder. If you guys get this next one correct, I will pay you each $100 cash. Shout out to 3 Putt Dome again for this question. Which former player now announcer upset Tiger Woods by one stroke at the 2002 PGA Championship while shooting 10 under
1: for his only major victory? I know that he's the guy in the voice of the game. They always go to him.
0: Yeah. I I only have one name I can't think of it. Reveal. <laughs> have has Roy Matt has Spud McKenzie. Spud's McKenzie, excuse me. No $100 for you guys. His name is Rich Bean. I uh, never would have gotten that. Yeah. I probably just wrote Rich. <laughs> I stole that question from somebody, so thank you for that. This guy actually took four years off golf to sell electronics in Seattle. So That's pretty common. Cool. The winner of trivia today goes to Matt... Hef, I literally tried to give you softballs, and I asked more hockey questions than I did golf questions. So thanks for coming on. Maybe we'll have to try again next week. All right. Uh, Thank you very
1: much. Time for another edition of Cleary's Comments. Have you ever stopped to think how germ-riddled McDonald's play places are? Recently, no. I have not stopped to think. How germ-riddled
0: McDonald's play places are?
1: Because like I used to take food in there and like piss down the slide. They had to take the ball pit out because some you kid shit in there. No, but some kid did when I was there. Was yeah, some kid shit in there, Matt. I mean, it might have been. Every time you were there, some kid
0: happened to shit in the ball pit. That's
1: weird. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think they're disgusting. You have kids just throwing hash no, browns. I, at each I other. agree.
0: How do they clean those balls?
1: All right, my next one is, as I was standing in the line at the deli, some guy was having an argument how ketchup is a smoothie. If you think ketchup is a smoothie... Nope, nope. Or that cereal is soup, you are an asshat and are dumb as shit and just trying to spark up a conversation. You know, I'm glad you said that
0: because I agree with that Cleary's comments. I disagree with asshat ketchup smoothie guy, so...
1: Yeah, I'd agree. My next Cleary's comment is I saw I was kind of going through like saying stuff I hate, but these have zero to do with each other. My first one is I hate mid continent communications. And I would agree. I don't like those nutrition shake shops. Like at all? No, there's so many of them. But
0: have you had any shakes from there? They're really good.
1: Yeah, but then I'm hungry right after, and I spent like $9 on a very average shake and some drink that gave me diarrhea.
0: Okay, well I think that's what the whole point of the drink is. It's called the cleanse, man. How do you expect to lose weight if you don't get it all out? You drink three beers,
1: and then just... Be hungover for two days and not eat? And yeah, and then just let your bowels do the work. Okay. Drink 30 bush Lights, Matt Cleary's 30- Diet. Talk to me in 36 hours is all I'm saying. Matt Cleary's 36-hour 30 beer diet. Book coming soon. Next Cleary's comments. These are two stories. I think a story and I'm like, I wonder if I told Michael about this. And so Matt, we've f- known each other for 20 goddamn years. Who knows? Just say it. Spit it out already. I once bought a fishing license and didn't fish once that year. The story gets better because it was after a golf tournament at Riverwood. I sure hope so. The fuck off. I have my driver, I'm like, oh, take me to Pony Express, and you get some beer. I see that they're f- selling fishing licenses, I had a little couple cocktails at this point and I go, oh, let's get a fishing license too while I'm down here. So like 45 minutes goes by as I'm filling out all this information and my ride leaves. So I walk home from Pony Express like two and a half, three miles <laughs> When it's 90 degrees outside with two twisted teas, which I drank on the way home. Well, all I have to say about that is I'm sure the North Dakota Game and Fish Department appreciates your donation. My next Cleary's comment slash story is, I once went to a movie. Is this Cleary's stories or Cleary's comments? It's a comment and a story. Nope, just comment. A long comment. So I went to a movie one time. It was Captain America. Winter... Oh, Matt went to a movie
0: one time. Breaking news people.
1: <laughs> Fuck off, let me finish the fucking story. We'll get to it. I once went to a movie, Captain America: Winter Soldier, terrible movie. It's a great movie and there was a blind kid in there. At the movie? Yeah, and I was the only other person in the theater with like this family that had a blind kid and the mom was like the only one that could read and and there's a lot of subtitles in that movie because there's a lot of, like, German and Russian and shit. I'm going to
0: stop you there. Do you think blind people can't read?
1: It's not like they have Braille in them goddamn... Well, it just... it... It... Oh,
0: you... you think they're oh. deaf? you
1: think blind people are deaf? Oh, yeah. I'll just assume that every... I'm not
0: defending them. I'm asking questions.
1: Oh, you think that every six-year-old blind kid knows German and Russian?
0: Let me ask you this. How do you know he... it was blind, he or she was blind? Because
1: they came in right as the movie started. He had a stick... And then every time there was subtitles, the mom would yell two seats over to him what they were saying. She would yell. Basically, it was a small movie theater, and I was the only one else in there. Why are they... Why are they going to a movie with fucking subtitles
0: with their blind child? That's just unfair. That is unfair. That is terrible parenting right there. They should be disgraced. If I was a blind kid, and there's fucking German on there and French... I would be pissed. If I'm a blind kid, I want to sit in those fucking chairs that shake, and they spray water on you, and it smells like smoke, and it's just like you get all the emotions. Those parents should be disgraced, A, for taking them to Captain America Winter Soldier, a terrible fucking it's movie. It's a good film. It's a terrible movie. So that was their first mistake. Second mistake was there's subtitles, and you're yelling across the movie theater. They're lucky it was only you in there. Because they didn't have to worry about you that much. I'm sorry, but you stuck a nerve.
1: It's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Terrible movie. I'm pretty sure that and Clash of the Titans are the only two movies I've walked out of. Oh, and Year One. Year One was pretty terrible. That was so bad. We walked out.
1: Do you have something for me?
0: Oh, yeah. So my part of Cleary's comments... It's really just a quick question. Cleary's questions... Have you ever gone to the liquor store and tricked yourself into thinking the entrance is an automatic door, just like the exit, but it's not and you smack into the entrance?
1: Uh, No, I haven't actually hit the entrance door maybe once or twice before, but I do think it's automatic every single time.
0: Yeah, because you're walking into the liquor store and people are walking out and you see those handy dandy... You know, very chivalrous doors, they just pop open as they're walking out. So you see, as you're walking in, brain goes dead. I don't know, it's just a brain block. And next thing you know, you're at the door, you almost look like a schmuck.
1: I always have to hesitate, but I think I got it down, though.
0: I I don't think I've ever actually ran into the door. I've I've almost tripped on the rug on the way in. And that makes you look really drunk, but you're sober. Then I just have a few one or the others for you. Matt, have you ever had a hangover before? Yes. This pertains to hangovers. During your hangover, there's always a point when it's like a really bad hangover, not just,
1: you know... Where where you don't want to get out of bed to piss, you just piss the bed. No,
0: no, 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 that's not where I was going with that. Do we need to talk about that? Have you done that? No. we thought about it, though. (laughs) I think we've all thought about it, but I think that's the line between criminally insane and normal... (laughs) If you just willingly piss your bed, wow, good for you. So there's always a point of a really bad hangover where you debate puking to feel better or just riding it out. So are you the guy who likes to get it all out or are you the guy who likes to tough it out?
1: Uh, I'm a tough it out kind of guy because I know that I don't have, unless it's very, very early in the morning... I don't have anything in my system to puke out. I'm just really dehydrated, so I definitely ride it out.
0: But you could be at that point where it's like you try to chuck some water and it's just like... Or unless I'm on vacation, then
1: I sleep in a bit, crack a beer at 10.30.
0: Okay, we're not on vacation. This is your average Joe hangover. Not vacation hangover. Average Joe hangover.
1: What I like to do is make a big breakfast make a lot of eggs some hash. on vacation no like my normal hangovers if i'm not doing anything that day hash browns eggs some sort of meat if i have it put it all together i call it slop put a little syrup on it eat that fall asleep for four more hours wake up poop two pills good to go
0: what kind of pills advil oh not modium or anything like that no, but I should definitely do that sometimes. Honestly, my hangovers, I am very blessed I don't get headaches. Like, very often. Me neither. I, I don't. Get, I don't get, I headaches. get nauseous. I don't get headaches in general. And when I'm hungover, like, I don't really get headaches. I'm a nauseous kind of guy. It's all stomach. So I, in this situation, I am the type of guy who's just like, fuck it. Let's get it out of the system and move on with our lives because... I don't have time sitting here jerking off all day feeling like dick because I had a couple extra drinks last night. So, kind of good segue into my other one. I'm a poor judge of my alcohol tolerance. Same. Absolutely. I want to blame the coronavirus, but I think it's just me not drinking every day, which is like a good thing, and like taking time off from the drinks. The more days you do that, obviously I feel like your tolerance will drop on you. So, is my poor judgment of my alcohol tolerance, is that old age, or is it being naive?
1: I think it's being naive, because you think that even in college, when you didn't drink for like a week, you kind of still pick it up, because you've been just absolutely lampooning your body for two years straight. Mm -hmm. I think now it's like, we don't drink during the week, and then you get to like Friday, and you... Work during the week, and you're like, I'm never drinking before, and then
0: or it's episode one of your podcast, you're like, let's get bombed, and then next thing you know, it's like five in the morning, and you're posting it, and things are going bad. I would say it's being naive as well. I just think because just the other day on Sunday, I was I made a point to like pound water, like those twelve ounce bottles, plastic bottles of water. I think I drank like eight of them. Maybe too much water. But Have you looked
1: up how much water you're supposed to drink in a day? It's like 64 ounces. It's like your weight in ounces. I think the general recommendation
0: is 84 ounces because they say it's 8-8 eight, eight Or maybe it's expensive. like your weight divided by 2 in
1: ounces or something like that. But it's like... I tried to do it one day, and I was like, I felt sick. I didn't pass college algebra until I was like, 23, Matt, don't throw that shit at me right now. Uh, I think the most water I drank in a day is when I almost drowned in a lake. I think I drank at
0: least two gallons. That's all we have for Cleary's comments today. Let's get into our Olympics this week. As you know on No Brains, No Headache podcast, our lists are the Olympics of certain topics. So we list uh, the lost in the medal round, bronze, silver, and gold, It was my choice of topic this week, and I chose the Olympics of gambling games. Now, I'm going to specify this doesn't have to be a gambling game found in a casino of any sort, although I'm sure we'll have a few of those. But it's really just any game that you like to play that you
1: gamble on. So, Matt, if you want to get us started up Did you have the Latvia, Algeria that gets its doors blown off and barely makes the Olympics?
0: No, I, I didn't this week. But Okay, okay man, I'll let you start. You can go in your barely made the Olympics or didn't make the Olympics and then go into your lost in the medal round of gambling games. Once again, any game that you wager money on or any activity. Really.
1: Okay, my barely made the Olympics is slots. Anyone that plays slots is either 2,000 years old or a simpleton. I couldn't agree more.
0: I think slots are only cool if you're like... Freshly 21 or I've never been to Vegas before and you just want to like go try them out Or if you want to
1: kill time because a lot of slots you go to you sit and you play penny slots Like I spent like oh I spent six dollars, but I got four free drinks Sometimes like it's, the, it's to kill time or if there's absolutely nothing open because like you go to a casino at like 6 a.m.
0: I think people at least my experience with slots was and I kind of knew it before I turned 21 there's a lot of places you can gamble when you're 18, obviously. But when I finally like did slots myself, it was very disappointing that you didn't pull down that huge fucking yeah. lever Every, You just press a button.
1: Or and you like coins didn't come out, just yeah, actual still, like, coins. A don't come out. Yeah.
0: Very disappointing, so I
1: yeah. would rather have worse odds of winning and get to pull the giant thing and have coins than the better odds and all electronic.
0: I mean, the slots better go back to that because these millennials they like an experience. They want the experience, and
1: pushing a button, just not going to cut it. But All right, my lost in the metal rounds is Blackjack. Really? I thought it would be a lot higher for you, Matt. You like the Blackjack. I do like Blackjack. There's just other betting games I like more. I did learn that Blackjack is the best odds of winning against the casino, so when I do play card games, it will definitely be Blackjack from now on. Okay. Except for these other three games, because I'll definitely play those, just because I have a gambling problem. But.
0: See, I'm not the biggest blackjack fan. I, you know, I'll go up. Usually, when like the table's open, I hate people who like yell at you if you don't play like by the book. And I mean, hey, it's my fucking money. I can do what I want, but I also respect the table. So that's usually why I don't play blackjack as much. It's because like I don't even want to spend the energy or time or even money. To get dick-jocked by some guy two seats down.
1: Or, like, the guy when you're, like, playing $3 minimums, which, like, don't even exist anymore. But you're playing $3 minimums, and you get this guy that gets mad at you, and you're like, dude, there's a guy sleeping in between us that is still somehow playing, and you're getting mad at me.
0: Yeah. No, it's... Blackjack, I think it's fun. I honestly thought it would be a lot higher on your list. My lost in the metal round, and bear with me here at minor more casino-oriented... Uh, later on. But my lost in the medal round is simply darts at the bar. I have gambled so much on throwing darts at the bar. And I think it's a lot of fun just because you, you you can play 1v1. You can play teams of two. I loved it back in the day when we had our softball team. After nights we had softball, we'd go to the bar and, you know, there's 10 to 12 guys on the team who'd go there. And it was just both boards are being used, there's money flying around, there's it's a really good time, so my last in the medal round is darts at the bar. Not good enough to get a medal, but still good enough to be mentioned. My bronze, unless you wanted to go, Matt.
1: Uh let oh, you go bronze.
0: My bronze medal, I absolutely love this game, and like I said, please bear with me here. My bronze medal goes to Wee Golf. Now, I absolutely love Wee Golf. There was a time in my life where I lived in Fargo, and with my roommates and other friends, we played so much fucking Wii Golf. It was stupid. It was almost embarrassing. It was like, what are you doing on Friday? Oh, we're gonna go to the band at the bar. What are you doing? It's like, well, I got 18 scheduled with roommate at 7:20, so I better not be late. You know, Um, I do love it. I currently hold the record as far as like anybody I know at. 11 under?
1: uh I was like, I've gotten 10 under before. I was like, no way he's got that beat, but damn. I
0: have a picture of it if you want to see.
1: I got, but in that, I got a double eagle on hole number two, and then on hole three, I got a hole in one.
0: I'll have to see how my breakdown went. But yeah, I went 11 under, and the crazy thing is, that night, I went 9 under to like set the original record. My roommate at the time, shout out three put dome, he went 10 under, and then like an hour later, I went 11 under. So it was, we were clearly feeding off each other's energy. And it's the OG Wii Sports Golf, not the resorts, the OG. I hope Wii's, like, if I don't ever have a Wii, I'll be very depressed.
1: So. I was just going to say iron sharpens iron, but then we were talking about Wii Golf, so I don't know if that applies. Yeah, no, we just <laughs> had
0: to pop in some new batteries into <laughs> the controller and, you know, my approach shots were a lot sharper. But what was your bronze, Matt?
1: Uh, my bronze was dice. Dice is just, it's a lot more fun than I give it credit for. I mean, we played it on Friday night because there's a ton of different games you can oh, play. Sorry, are you
0: just generalizing dice games? Dice,
1: it can be 10,000, Farkle, threes are free, 654, Yahtzee. Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee's underrated. I'm telling you, like, dice is very underrated. You don't play it a lot, but it's fun as hell. Uh, Matt, did you order something from Amazon on Friday night, if I recall? I ordered 10 purple dice from Amazon.
0: Oh, I thought you ordered 100 blue dice, so... No, you're... I realized that was like
1: $68, and I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know the price stopped you from just
0: ordering shit from Amazon on Friday well, night. Well,
1: no, it was like $2.50, but then it's like, if you get six of them, it was $2.50, but I was like, oh, I almost ordered like 250 for $68, but I was just like, I probably don't need that many.
0: We could have had a dice tournament. And an eviction party at the same time. Not getting
1: evicted. What is your silver medal? How about you do silver? I do silver. So my silver is a combination. I'm going to put them into one. It's roulette, pig wheel, Yahtzee.
0: That's, I mean Yahtzee as in, (laughs) that's what I say in pig.
1: Yeah, it's your silver? Yeah, roulette slash pig wheel. want to explain pig wheel. So pig wheel, I personally, it's worse odds than roulette, but I like it better because it's slower paced like roulette. Like there's usually like you're like fist fighting with people trying to like get stuff out there. Like pig wheel, it's a lot more like relaxed and like the guy will spin the wheel and you can go take a piss and then... You can lose so much money on it. So, if you don't
0: know what Pig Wheel is, it's basically roulette. If you don't know what roulette is, you should probably stop listening to the podcast now. But, Pig Wheel, it's just roulette. It's up on the wall, and there's 40 number spots you can bet on, and then there's five pig spots you can bet on. 36 numbers. There's nine each. There's 40 numbers. You're and right. And it's there's 40 five numbers. pig numbers. And so basically you have a, like a barely less than a chance to win than roulette. but you just group them together because you're basically betting on numbers. There's really not any skill involved. It's just luck. you can bet on black, you can bet on red, you can bet on the pigs and pig will. you can bet on zeros and double zero and roulette. That's why I like it because it's just it's just kind of a game of chance
1: like it and you can burn time. I mean, yeah, it's awesome because we used to go there and we'd watch football games on like Thursdays. Uh, yeah Thursdays we'd go there and you could just sit there the bar wouldn't be very busy we were playing pig wheel watching the game and you're like oh okay it's coming close to ending like there was times like I you I didn't win a lot of money on it but you would put down like and it pays 40 to 1 if you hit the number and I think you had like what $13 on 23 one time and it hit and you gave some random yes. girl a hug
0: Quick little Pigwheel story of Matt and Jordan. This was our summer activity in the summer of 2019. We were playing Pigwheel one evening, and there were three women at the table. They were, I'd say, slightly older than us. And I didn't really see any wedding rings personally, but I didn't look too hard. And so we just played, they were playing Pigwheel with us, and we just played a thing where we go around the table each turn, and somebody chooses a square, and everybody has to put one on that square. So it gets to a girl, and she chooses square number 23. Now, number 23 square is my favorite. So she puts a couple down. All of her friends put a couple down. I put 11 chips down on this, and, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that comes out to.
1: $440. There you go.
0: I won $440 on that spin alone. It pays out really well, and yeah, bought a round of shots for everybody. And although there's there's the other side of the sword where it's like, fuck, there goes $200, and you've only been there for a half hour, but there's really no skill to it. I mean, it's just a random game, and roulette's just not available geographically to where we're at. So, Matt, what's your gold? My gold
1: medal, and this one gets me into a lot of trouble. Sports betting. Okay. I know I, I had, like, Texas Hold'em on there, but it's just, like, sports betting, I do, like, so much. Even if it's between, like, you and me, my boss and I bet on every single NFL game. March Madness is huge for me. It's, like, I probably bet, like, a 1000 or more dollars a year, and I don't win a lot. Yeah, no, you don't, especially on the Bison every year. So I do bet against the Bison out of spite and lose. of the time so far. And the funny thing is, all you Bison listeners out
0: there, I love you. But I bet on the Bison to lose until the championship. Then the championship rolls around. And I know every year there's somebody in my life that will take the Bison bet. Or the Bison bait, as you could call it. That person is Cleary. I think I've raked at least
1: $50 over the last four championships they've won. Out of you, so... Uh, Last year, you won 75, I know for sure. But even, like, I'm so addicted to sports betting. Like, when we were down in Arizona, it was the Rams versus the Patriots Super Bowl, and I go, Jordan, you want to bet $50 on the Super Bowl? You can just pick whoever you want. I'll take whoever else. I lost.
0: Oh, yeah, you you got in deep with me, and I made you pay up because I was like, okay, we're in triple digits now. Like, Time to get Matt's money. And you're like, well, do you want money now, or do you want to... Do it on a different bet, and I'm just like, okay, Uh, no, I want the cash. But, yeah, that's how Matt bets. He just loves to just throw any bet out there. I just
1: need to have some skin in the game.
0: I mean, I respect that, and it does make it a lot better. I, I really hope that this sports gambling gets legalized in a lot more states a lot sooner. I really think it will, but it's a real ball buster to live in North Dakota and not really be able to, like... Have any legitimate source to sports well, betting? I'm, allegi-
1: I'm allegedly betting out of a website out of Latvia currently, allegedly.
0: What's with you in Latvia lately? It's very concerning.
1: Well, Latvia just sucks at sports, but they do host a lot of good sports betting websites.
0: Yeah, a lot of private VPNs, just doing whatever you want. Matt, thank you for your sports betting gold. Time for my sports betting. Gold, and by sports betting gold, I mean Olympics of Gambling Games gold. Botched it again. My gold medal for gambling games is, you mentioned it, it's poker. Um, I like to play Texas Hold'em. If if it's the right crowd, I'll play really any game. Pineapple, Omaha, No Nuts Omaha. I don't really like five-card stud or seven-card stud, so like I don't really play those games, but those more traditional ones... I secretly do love poker. I wish we could play it more, but it seems like it always ends up being like me and you and like one other person who actually knows how to play. And yeah, you'd think it'd be fun being a shark womping up on people who don't know how to play, but It's really not fun, it's boring, and then when they do win, you get extra pissed off. Yeah, I usually end up getting bored, and then I'm like,
1: alright, I'm gonna lose on purpose and go play some video games if anyone would like to join me.
0: Yeah, but I'm just fascinated with poker. Like, I was watching the World Series of Poker as a kid. Every summer we'd watch the World Series of Poker and play poker. And we've really gotten away from it as friends of playing poker, I mean... We've tried to set up how many times of poker night, and it just doesn't work out. But the one time I did play in a bar was out in Missoula, Montana. Have I ever told yeah, you this I story? I,
1: to, I don't know how you ended up, but I know you were texting me that you were playing poker. Yeah,
0: so for all you listeners out there, Montana has been wonderful to me uh, the last year or two. So I was out in Missoula for a friend's wedding, and it was two days before the wedding. So we were just in downtown Missoula enjoying... Uh, What they had to offer, and we get to a bar. And like North Dakota, Montana has poker tables just like we have blackjack tables. You're free to walk up and join at any time as long as you have cash. All you have to do is follow the rules, and you're free to leave at any time. So you don't have, you're not obligated. It's not like an actual tournament game. So I was eyeing this poker table down, and the owner of the bar comes over and he's like, telling me I should play and, like, trying to convince me. Obviously, he's thinking, like, I'm going to take this fucker's money. He doesn't know where he is. He's in my bar. And what really got me was I pulled $100 out of the ATM, but I must have only grabbed $80. But he was nice enough to notice the extra 20 laying in the tray and walk it over to me and say, you forgot this, now you have to play. So I, I pull up a table, and everybody was really nice. I mean, it was... Me and like eight other strangers from Missoula, Montana, or the surrounding area. I put in $100. I really can't remember like how it went, but I was just getting used to the table. It went pretty quick from what I remember. And so I go to the bathroom. I'm just, you know, draining the main vein before I'm about to leave. And in that whole 45 seconds, I convinced myself that I need to take out another $100. So I do and I go sit back down at the table and I don't know what got into me, but I just started rolling in the dough. And side note, at these poker tables in Montana, while the bar is still like open, like until bar closed, you get free drinks, you get free water all night. If you have like a jewel or a vaporizer I noticed, you could smoke it at the poker table, but nobody else in the bar was able to smoke it, or at least they shouldn't have been. And then you're allowed to stay after bar close, and you can finish your drinks, you just can't order anymore, but if you want water, you get complimentary water. So That'd be be awesome. Yeah, it was fucking dope, and I don't know, you got a couple bowls of loudmouth soup in me, and I started chatting up the table, and so at this point, I'm in $200. Let's just fast forward to about 3 o'clock in the morning, I am up to $458 when I cashed out. Now, a quick note to this. If you're ever in a situation like that where you're playing at a poker table in a place where you're not from and you're not with anybody you know and you're playing against all strangers, my advice to you would be, especially if you're winning big like I was, my advice to you would be give them at least a five-hand heads-up before you cash out. Because if all of a sudden you cash out and you're not cool about it, I'm sure people would probably get upset. I don't know for sure, but I think that's probably a good guideline to follow if you're playing poker with random people and you put in $200 and you're up to $458. So I cashed out. I joked with them. You guys are probably going to kick my ass as I walk out the back door. And then I'm like, shit, I probably just gave them the idea to kick my ass as I walk out the back door. But... Thankfully, my Airbnb was just right across the river, so it was a short walk. Got home about 4 a.m., counted up my money. Yeah, $458 playing with all strangers. If you ever want to go play poker, I suggest going out to Montana. That's our show for today, folks. I sure hope you enjoyed yourself. I know I did. Watch out for next week. We will have an interview with our good friend of the show and general manager of Herd and Horns. Nick Swanson. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Jordan Weichel, at Ice or the podcast page at NBNHPod. We also have a Facebook page as well. You all stay safe and have yourself a wonderful weekend. <whistles>